got naked in the dark drinking maker's mark. And welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Great of the Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Your tits are stupendous, Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's a real... It's Mark! That was a terrible impression of what that sound that that guy makes. It's because it you need an perfect. Irish accent to do it, Mark. What was the sound he makes, then? You it's, like a tr- it's like a mouth trumpet. It's like a... Mine was much better. I don't know. Neither were good. (laughs) Neither were good. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2009's Friday the 13th, the reboot, uh, which was a Mark pick, unsurprisingly, and we will dive into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of that. And if you like what we do and want to support the podcast in any way you can, you can head over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, and there you'll find all the sweet benefits you can get from being a patron and supporting the cast. Benefits... That include voting on who wins beers for fears and what movie the loser has to watch as penance for losing. Oh. Uh, Most recently, that loser was Mark. Hello. (laughs) And so the patrons are currently voting on what movie Mark is going to have to watch for having lost that. But Mark, every week is a new opportunity to shine. So let's get to the getting drunk part. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes. What are your beers for these fears? I have... Many. Uh, okay, so there are two layups because they're both in the movie. I am drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon and Budweiser, King of Beers. Uh, hey Jake, those- Jake what, what am I holding up to the camera right yeah, now? Yeah, Jack's also. Those are. Do you want to just jump in here? I, I'm drinking both of those. I have a third one. Okay. okay you, yeah, so you do I. Have to. So those are yeah. table stakes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I should say it's not Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's Pabst Blue American Ribbon, as they say in the movie. Um, I will also be doing a shot of Maker's Mark, which features heavily in the movie. And then... My actual beer for fear is going to be Wolf Among Weeds IPA because uh, basically it's for that scene that they use as like the the splash screen on Netflix where Jason's sitting in the weeds, basically being a yeah. wolf, just watching, being predatorial of the two people water skiing. Sure. Wait, did you say this is on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Son of a bitch. That was in our chat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that was in the chat we keep. Now who doesn't read texts, Jack? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Mark, I'm jealous you're doing a shot. Yeah, I mean, we could pause briefly and you could join me. Yeah, let's pause. All right, Mark, I'm back. I don't have makers, Mark, but I did track down some Buffalo Trace. Okay, that'll have to do. (laughs) Shucks. All right, boys, well, now we're all sitting here with some whiskey, so we might as well drink it, huh? Yeah. Uh, That's what you do with it. Cheers. Clinkety-clack. Yeah. (laughs) I like recording on Fridays. There it is. There it is. There's the energy. I found it. Got it back. Good news. Takes like two minutes for me. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's pretty solid stuff. So I'll go next because I don't have uh, too much (laughs) else. I got Budweiser. I got Paps American Blue Ribbon. Blue American Ribbon. Blue American Ribbon. Paps Blue American Ribbon. Gotta say it right. I did think I had some Lagavulin um, on the liquor shelf, which I was going to drink. Got home. Turns out it was Laphroaig. I was mistaken. Yeah. Well... Fucking Which was actually a gift from a patron of ours. Uh-huh. <laughs> so wow. I see what's happening. My here. third beer here is the Dutch beer that the initial group of kids wanted to drink in lieu of that American piss. It's Euro shit. Euro shit. I've got some Heineken's. So there's a lot of alcohol in this movie, is what we're driving toward. Here. Yeah, and they're all like easy to pick too. 
It's a very easy movie to beer. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. Jake, now I notice you don't have any beers sitting in front of you. Yeah. It's concerning. Jack. I well, have three. You know, let me talk to you about something, Jack. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Billy. He's got a growler, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> in this movie, they play a little game. And it's one of the greatest games known to mankind, and certainly in America. And the way in which they play this game, if you lose badly, what do you have to do? You have to drink a beer out of a shoe. Out of a boot, out I of think a boot. is what they call it. Yeah, I mean, shoot the boot. You yes, got to shoot the boot. You do, but that was clearly a shoe and not well, a boot. Uh, yeah, it yeah, was like called a Skechers thing. Shooting the boot. And yep. uh, Woodland Empire Aircraft here in Boise, Idaho, brewed a beer with nappy roots for the Tree Fort Music Festival <laughs> called Boot Lager. So I'm going to shoot the boot all podcast because I got a growler of this shit right here. Well, that's fucking fantastic. You're going to drink a whole growler. I mean, I have 18 beers around me because I got three I don't know what I'm going to drink, Mark. (laughs) I'm going to pour it. Not that I'm going to get through 18 beers, but I'll try. Uh, Jake, what the situation demanded. What I like most about what you just did there is you played Nappy Roots through your phone into the mic rather than just ask me to embed it in post. Well, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I mean, I can't do, I I can't now get it rid of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you got to do some things naturally. I don't, I don't need... All of this fancy dancey shit all the time. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, nappy roots to do it live. But this is a success all around on beers for fears, if I may say. Yeah. Anytime I get to have fun. shots with you boys is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Got the boot, man. <laughs> now, ordinarily on this podcast, this is where we would be talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds. But as you're hearing this, it is close to the start of June of 2019. And you know what that means. It's time for the Horror Release Roundup, or HRR. Yeah. If you head on over to our website, a zhorror.com with a hyphen, uh, we will kick you the full list of movies we were able to find that are coming out in June of 2019 in the horror genre. And we'll kick you the trailers, links to them, and our thoughts on all of them. But here on the podcast, we're just can hit you with a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. So, Jake. Yes, sir. What's got you least excited? Least excited? In June Uh, of 2019. What's your bottom one pick? I got to say, this is like horror release roundup summer 2019 part. Okay. The summer's here. The summer is definitively here. The heavy hitters are here to play. There's a lot coming out this month. Holy shit. And the quality looks good. So, uh, there were a few potential picks here. I went with Project Ithaca. It's the one that I immediately forgot, and I'm actually kind of surprised because it was also the one that was somewhat interesting while I was watching the trailer because I was almost convinced that those were not actors, but they were deep fakes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, is... when is the first movie going to come out that is entirely someone else's face on someone else's body? This made me think that it might be that. <laughs> so that that's the, the the most interesting thing I can say about it. It's also almost all I can remember about this movie other than to say that it is a sci-fi flick. I know nothing based on what this trailer showed me. Something nothing. about aliens. Something about aliens in the future and spaceships, and there are people that look like deep fakes who are the actors of this movie. I this think is it's... not a movie about deep fakes, listener. This is just a movie where the actors... There's a weird sheen to this whole thing. It's a low-budget sci-fi flick, so I, I don't know. I got a, I got a low-budget Pandorum vibe out of this. If yeah. You saw Pandorum. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Pandorum. <laughs> sure, but that seems like the right ballpark. However, what I'm trying to say is that I'm not going to watch this movie. I'm guessing it's named after, uh, what, Odysseus's home island, uh, the, the mythical island Potentially. of Ithaca. But I do kind of like to imagine that the aliens are just harvesting people from upstate New York and Cornell College. And replacing them with deepfakes. Yeah, and replacing if them with If this deepfakes. movie turns out to be about deepfakes, it's going to be the best call I've made in my entire life about anything. <laughs> Can, and the sequel could be called Cayuga Lake. If it's... Well, that would just be confusing. <laughs> uh, if Hold on. If it doesn't get made 
in this movie. Can we just scribble this down on our list of eventual movie ideas when we want to make a movie Patented. in the future? Um, there's an, someone goes through an existential crisis and then realizes that they are themselves a deep fake. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah okay. this is patented. Don't take it, listener. If it, you do, I swear to God. probably be an episode of Black Mirror by tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, season yeah. six or whatever they're on. Did yeah. Bandersnatch count as a whole season? Uh, mm-hmm. I have no idea. No, I think it counted as a movie and... Huh? <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> that's my... Do- that's my... Bottom one, not Dark Horse. I gotcha. gotcha. I'm saying the wrong things already. Mark, what's your bottom one? What are you least excited about? My bottom one is Shed of the Dead. Um, this movie yeah. has a vibe, and I do not resonate with that vibe of like guy just stealing Shaun to... of the Dead. This movie's just aping Shaun of the Dead. It's it's aping Shaun of the Dead, but also like kind of stealing a little bit from that new Tolkien movie where it's just like the guy is going in and out of fantasy worlds. Which look, I love fantasy worlds. I'm probably gonna see that Tolkien movie. But like that movie looks good. Something, something that these two puzzle pieces just don't fit together in my. Mark, brain. you and I are playing Dungeons and Dragons on Tuesday next. <laughs> well, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is fucking awesome. Everyone yeah, should play is. that game. Yeah, uh, Jake's, but, Jake's giving me a look because he's too cool for it. Uh, we no. played Dungeons and Dragons, a variant Not of Dungeons me. and Dragons, once with Jake, and his immediate really his immediate response to every single NPC we encountered was just punch them. It made yeah, it yeah. very difficult to get any intel. Well, when your <laughs> character is Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Your character also was literally Dolph Lundgren. You yeah. wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Correct. For the record, your name was Professor Snoops McDowell. MD. Great name. Great Professor yes, Snoops McDowell, me. MD, played Look, by Dolph we're Lundgren. We're here to shit on Jake for a lot, but it's not for his ability to name things. If that's your character, then you got to punch shit, man. Well, I, that your... doesn't track. Fine. But, Mark, this, this is a movie about a mildly just kind of schlubby looking British guy with a fat best friend who's kind of in a state of I legitimately thought like they're they're just straight up trying to be Simon yes. Pegg and Nick yes. Frost yes they, they dressed are. they dressed the best friend like Nick Frost throughout the entire thing but they, the they font put a fucking helmet on is... him so that he looks like Nick Frost yeah Correct. like the sh- the font of Shed of the Dead is very similar to Shaun of the Dead font yeah like it's they're just aping it and yeah. it's, about, not, it's a comedy movie about anyone. zombies this is bullshit get out of here yeah not excited about that not my bottom one though mm. I picked, uh, this is, uh, I think it's another anthology. It's not an anthology movie, but it's a movie in an anthology series. I think they're ah, technically yeah. episodes of a TV show that's yeah. called Into the Dark or In the Dark. I don't Into remember. Into the Dark. Into the Dark. Into the dark. Hulu's yeah. uh, like holiday-themed uh, horror that has been consistently disappointing for me. That I've is correct. caught a couple of them now. And Did we just now settle on the fact that it's holiday? I feel we like we settled on this I, months ago, and you just keep bringing up the fact that we were not. I, initially I knew it was holiday on. immediately. You two didn't believe me. Then Mark mm. came around, and you just continued to. Well, ignore. I'm the, also the one who hasn't seen any of these, so I perpetually live in a state of being behind on it, and I have <laughs> yeah. to ask the question every time one comes up. So ostensibly, that's going to be I don't know every month. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, just well, this get, new get one this is... out of the, get this out of the way right now. Definitively, if you go to the Wikipedia page. The yep. table they have set up for the Mark. individual episodes, one of Mark. the columns is holiday, and then Mark. Jack is currently drinking two beers at once, and Jake is not taking a picture. I apologize, patrons. Um, there is I a did, I column did. specific for the holiday associated with the movie, so it's not going to come out and be an N.A. in any one of those. Yeah, and uh, this upcoming one is for Father's Day. We haven't actually said the name of it yet. It's called They Come Knocking, and it just looks like uh, The Hills Have Eyes, but... 
more exposition. It's the it's, hills have eyes. It's the hills have eyes. If instead of downwinders, they had like the ghosts of downwinders. <laughs> Maybe this trailer also has my favorite thing of one of the characters screaming their situation. They find themselves into other characters who have experienced <laughs> the exact same stuff. Well, now here we are in a room, Jake, recording a podcast that started twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this movie also had all lowercase font yep this movie also had a really interesting way of saying blumhouse it was like basically it basically said yeah there's blumhouse ish people here (laughs) look i will say this though i do hope i'm wrong and i appreciate that hulu continues to give the series opportunities to grow and to make stuff and that's really objectively good to see hulu putting out more horror content yeah on that i just want i just want these to be good and right now they have not been i've only heard you guys say this yeah you have not seen any of them so well it's making it real hard for me to want to go and see them when i hear nothing but bad things mark (laughs) and this one just doesn't look like it'll change my mind i will say this and jack you're definitely going to disagree with me because now you've had two of them in your bottom ones but every time it's it's a total garbage cake situation. I I know they're not going to be good, and then I watch it, and it wasn't good. And then I watch the trailer, and I'm like, well, that has promise. They <laughs> they put out good trailers. And then I watch it, and then, yeah, it was a cake made of garbage. Mark, that was a very specific reference that I'd prefer you not elaborate on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. What I'm I saying, want- though, is they actually make pretty good trailers, and I'm always intrigued by them, and then I watch, mm-hmm. and then I'm upset. I just want you to know that next month I'm going to ask if this is a holiday series. I know. Uh, I, I'm aware. And the next month. And I'm aware. That's, that's going to be my uh, fantasy things. Well, they'll probably be done making them by that round. <laughs> they're, do- they're not, they're, so they're not even going to go through it. the end of the year because they started in like September oh, or something. Yeah, they had so. Puka or whatever. I also do like the the seem- – no, they had one before Puka. Puka was Christmas. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They they're seemingly are picking kind of random holidays. Like this one's Father's Day. They had- Well, what else is in June? Like what's in June? I don't know. Yeah, wait, Father's Day is actually kind of a big holiday. What the hell are yeah. you talking about? I don't know. It's, I've never seen a horror movie based around Father's Day before. Just an ep- well, I, then hey, uh, actually, one, wasn't one of the shorts from or one of the anthology movies in? Or, fuck, one of the shorts from the anthology movie Holidays about Father's Day. No, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So I'm both. just looking no, at both, my Google both, calendar. Both. There's a Father's Day and a Mother's Day. What's the Father's Oh, no, the Father's yeah, Day yeah, one was, was really cool. good. It was yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. good one. one of the best ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. How am I? I like how I remember the shit one and not the good one. <laughs> fuck. In any case, that's my bottom one. But let's move on to top ones. Let's go all the way up from all the way down. Jake. Wow. What's got you most excited in June of 2019? You two say it at the same time. <laughs> Jake. Three. Two, one, the, the dead, dead don't, don't die. die. It's almost, I, I, Mark, the fact that you didn't pick this is baffling. Well, to he, me. I think Mark's just trying to showcase some variety here. Which is fair. Picks, Look, which, which is I, fair. I mean, fuck you. Don't say it. I have a specific take on this movie. I am excited for it. It's so, okay, near the top of the month. Okay, let's we're start say here. Our let's start here. This is a comedy zombie movie starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver. A uh, whole bunch of other people. Everyone. Dan- Daniel Glover. Yeah. Fucking Tilda RZA. Swinton. RZA's in it. Let's not the RZA. The yeah. RZA. Iggy Pop. Iggy, Iggy Pop, Pop is a zombie is all I've ever wanted, and I didn't know I wanted it. The trailer started off with the best zombie cast ever, or words to that effect, and I was like, fuck you, movie, because I and forgot what it was. Like, and then oh. first person I see is Bill Murray and Adam Driver. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Al- almost everything about this movie speaks to me, except for, you know, the fact that it's a zombie movie. Otherwise, I wouldn't well, want to watch also it. Also that, though. That no, part's because she's no. sexually excited. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm not the zombie guy. 
Well, disagree with that. Hey, Mark. Yes. What's your very hot take on this movie? It's not a hot take. I, well, okay, maybe it is. The thing that I have with this movie, I think it looks good. I'm excited for it. I think it will be objectively good. The problem is I'm a little worried that it's too aware of what it is. You know what I'm saying? There, there sure. I, I just worry with movies like this that it's an ensemble cast with a pretty like threadbare concept that it's it's you know the humor is not going to quite work worst case scenario you have adam driver and bill murray riffing off each other which is still a pretty fucking great scenario but yes yes we've seen this before where the ensemble cast doesn't really fully click and like the energy on screen is just sort of flat and that's i don't know why i have that reservation about this movie because usually i try to be particularly optimistic about that type of thing but uh just something in the trailer keyed me on that and i'm just i'm just a little concerned is all so like 95% excitement, 5% concern? Sure. Yes. That's a good comment. No, okay. no, hold on, hold on, hold on. 94.6. Okay. Okay, wise guy, what did you pick for your top one then? I picked a movie that I had never heard of before uh, called Headcount, which looks really, really good, or at least really, really intriguing. I think I'm also partially picking this because this easily had the best trailer of the entire group. I think it looks good. Is this the one set in Joshua Tree? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so uh, this is like teens go to Joshua Tree and weird stuff happens. Summon and something. And that's basically all you get from the trailer. There's yeah. they, they go to Joshua Tree. You can kind of see to the, just the general level of film quality, whatever. Um, and then they're like, we awoke it? Or there's a, some line in there like, there's a yeah. thing now. And that's all you get. And, but that's exactly what you should get out of a trailer. It's the appropriate length. It doesn't give too much away. It tells you kind of, you know, there's going to be some supernatural shit happening in, in Joshua Tree. And yeah. there you go. You wonder, you wonder how much you'll actually get in the movie, and that's good intrigue. That's what a trailer should do. I like. Can I jump in and say this is my dark horse? So I want to talk about it now. Oh, yeah. awesome! Okay, yeah. Uh, this is my dark horse. I like. Look, I, I was, I didn't know anything about this movie either. Started the trailer. I'm listening to it on headphones, mind you, and mind you, I was immediately struck by the tech, like the technical side of the trailer, at least. Very good quality. Like, th that played really well in headphones. You had a lot going on from a sound perspective that you don't typically see in a trailer. And I'd been going through the list for some time at that point. So I'd been watching trailer after trailer, and this one just kind of got me. So I was like, okay. And then I thought about the concept. <laughs> and it made me think a little bit about Southbound, not just because it was a desert setting, but it seemed like it could fit into a universe like that, and I fucking love Southbound. A little bit of the invitation in terms of the intrigue and mystery, and I wonder how much they're going to, like, slow play it. I don't know, but I'm very excited. There is always the chance that this could end up being basically nothing, and we just forget about it. That's yes. a chance but with it's a, literally everything. Is yeah, well, not literally every movie. There's movies like some that we have not mentioned that are either going to be <laughs> Highly regarded and great and awesome, or they're going to be gigantic flops and everyone's going to be really upset. So this is not that. It could pass by like a ship in the night. I don't really expect that after seeing this trailer. I'm interested to see it. I think this might have a chance at being one of those ones that pops up later in the year, and I haven't even watched the movie yet. I mean, given so. that I have it in my top one, that means I will be seeing it, and I will be weighing in on it. So Correct. At the very least, it won't be passing fully by by a ship. It'll be like a ship in the night, but it'll have its lights on. Listener, we will give you the final verdict. I like that. So, <laughs> Mark, what in did the you next pick 14 for weeks? I was going to ask you what you picked for your dark horse, but I'm going to go next because oh. I'm very excited about mine. Okay. Ooh. I picked Boar. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, good, it's good summer. Choice. Yep, and this is like an Australian creature feature. Yep, about a giant boar that's terrorizing. That's people. all you need. That's all you ever need and want. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I mean, one, not enough horror movies about terrifying boars. Like yes. none. I don't think there are any. Uh, the the boar parts of the Princess Mononoke film are that is very scary. The boar god is the scariest part of the Princess Mononoke movies movie. Okay, so it's the scariest part of a non horror movie. Yes, it continues Jack. to not have any horror movies. Okay, fair. And this, I mean, it's a creature feature, right? It's going to live or die by its effects. And the little effects the trailer actually shows you appear to be practical and appear to look pretty goddamn good. So I am very excited about this. But again, it could just be absolutely terrible. And who knows what's going on with the uh, Australian film scene these days. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Summer needs a creature feature kind of like this one. Weirdly, this one, I, I knew about this one like way yeah. in advance because they put the yeah. the video out on youtube like eight months ago and yep. i got a push notification on my phone saying like here's this movie coming out in eight months yeah that is one it. weird thing about doing this horror release roundup every month is i get a lot of notifications about horror movie trailers. yeah exactly <laughs> and some of them make it on our list <laughs> we do not have a good system for tracking almost them. almost all of them well yeah probably we have a pretty good hit rate i think yeah. <laughs> but uh, either way, I think this is classic Dark Horse fodder. Could be absolutely terrible, but I'm really hopeful about it. So, right, that's I mean, my pick. This I'm hoping this hangs with like Lake Placid or Anaconda or something like that. I got I got vibes from that weird African alligator movie. I don't know. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? It's called like Prehistoric or something like that. About oh, that's ringing a little bit of a bell. That's barely even a horror movie. If it is, no. Well, it's definitely like it's sort of like this one. It's a bunch of like people in the Sahara getting hunted down by a literally a gigantic crocodile or alligator. I can't tell the difference. That one came out around a similar time to Anaconda, right? Uh, no, later. It was like 2000. I'm going to guess 2006. Oh, wow. That's later than I remember. Five. Something like <laughs> okay. that. Hey, Mark. Yes. What did you pick for your dark horse? Um. Well, you know, this movie or this month is full of. Uh, Dark Horse kind of level movies. It's pretty high level quality, but you don't really know what's coming out of those. Um, I have, I'm, I'm my heart is split. You guys, should I pick? Ooh. Uh, should I pick the one that I think is going to be overall better quality, or should I pick the one that's going to be more fun? Whichever one equates fun. to your left ventricle. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Nightmare Cinema then. That's the more fun one. What Jake said was nonsense. Is that your left ventricle? Yeah, that's left apparently is fun. that now left resides in my left ventricle. Left is fun. Jesus. Okay, Left so is good. Nightmare Cinema is uh, this anthology movie about people who wander into a theater and then Mickey Rourke shows them a bunch of scary movies? Yes. Yes, he does. This is weird. It's also the second horror anthology movie I'm aware of with the frame narrative of, I don't know, just fucking it's in a movie Walking theater. Home. That's only because <laughs> I we, like we this made frame you watch narrative. Monsterland. Yes, because you made me watch Monster. <laughs> I like this frame narrative. It's simple. People walk into a theater. There's this dude here. I don't know how he's going to do. Hopefully well. It's Mickey Rourke. I mean, I whatever. am assuming it's going to be fantastic. And they see some shit that awakens and represents their darkest fears. Do you think he's going to talk a lot about his board? Yes. Or however he said bird in that Iron Man movie? Yes. Um, I don't. I mean, look, it's it's kind of par for the course My for- My darkest fear. Uh, movies to brag about the people they have associated with it in the trailer. But uh, this, yeah, the individual movies for this anthology are throwing around like 
some pretty impressive names out there of like just associated with other movies. So I mean, I think there's this could be the surprise anthology movie that we go back to and like, ah, yeah, it's it had been a while. We needed one of these, you know? When was the last anthology? We had two uh, like three months ago. Never mind. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, they happen all the time. I, th- like, but the last good anthology. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, well, I don't know. One of the ones that came out a few months ago, I still have on my list to see. That was the like a field guide to evil or whatever that was representative yeah. of like different. It had different uh, directors from different countries, and it was all about oh, like yeah, folklore. Okay. This one's similar in the sense that it has like a fairly international cast of directors. So I'm interested to see how that plays. But like you got. I mean, this is not international, but you got Joe Dante as a director in this, so yeah. there are chops. I'm interested to see how it goes. Very much, I like that Dark Horse pick very much, Mark. So let me let me reframe that a little bit. It's been a while since I've seen an anthology, and this is I'm probably how I'm going to jump back into it. There you go. That's fair. <laughs> uh, real quick before we move on, I just want to I'll just give a quick peek at what my other one was. Um, I am Mother seems maybe not horror-y, but pretty cool looking sci-fi. it's a netflix it's... thing netflix sci-fi thing i'm excited this movie that. looks awesome okay cool i like how is. you're saying before we move on I, we're into the summer this could be a seven hour podcast and i wouldn't give a shit listener i hope you wouldn't either like there is so much coming out that i feel like you at least have to mention we don't have to say anything about it but this is a month where we didn't mention the new child's play movie yeah which looks good we didn't mention the new annabelle movie yeah looks good I feel like there was another one. We didn't mention the fucking crazy-looking HBO Los Espookies starring Fred Armisen. Oh, my Slightly God. Slightly different level. That's insane. <laughs> and the that other two. Just stone bananas. I thought when I first saw the trailer for this series, and you need to that see That it's a practical joke? Series. I'm not convinced well, it's not a practical no, joke. No, I thought that this would be really good intoxicated, inebriated, whatever you want to call it, viewing. I don't think I can and handle then it. I immediately regretted having that thought. Yeah, you could only watch this sober. Jack, I you, might die. You mentioned in your write-up how they do the Spanish subtitles for English language and then the English subtitles for Spanish language. It's such and, a weird little small yes. thing, but it makes such a difference. It, that would it, break it is my brain, really funny, dude. but I also it taught me something about myself, which is that I rely on the subtitles to tell me when I should start reading and stop listening. <laughs> so... It, I had a I had a fucking stroke watching this trailer because exactly. I started Me reading too. and then the, it, yep. the language changed and suddenly I stopped understanding what was happening. Yep. Yeah. No, it's hard exactly to Exactly yeah. is what happened to me and that's what made me decide this would not be a good movie while inebriated. <laughs> yeah. But it looks completely insane. Bonkers. There's a bejeweled juice box. <laughs> I do not <laughs> I do not believe this is horror. Let me just say that this is more comedy I, I think than it's, horror. It's horror adjacent. It's it belongs on this list. Get out of here. It does, I agree. It's horror adjacent. I mean, it's within the genre, but it's very much comedy. If it's a horror comedy, it's a comedy horror. Put it that way. Okay. What? Yes. Okay. (laughs) There it is. There you have it. So anyway, June is an exciting month. We'll have a lot to talk about there. But for now, we better get to the feature presentation. I saw the Los Spookies trailer because I was watching Barry, and it just came on, and I was like, oh, I should probably put this on the list so we don't forget about it. And I was like, June, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Must get it on the list. And well, then we, I had already written like all my shit, and I was like, oh, man, fuck it. Good work. Did you see it on anything else where you're looking up things? <laughs> no. It was, thank you. Yeah, it was I had no idea. Else. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched the remake of Friday the 13th from 2009, which Nine. is, uh, is this the first full official reboot of the franchise? Yes. Reboot, yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. immediately prior to this, that like two or three years prior to this, was Jason X, and then they pivoted yeah. into this. Awesome. Yep. And uh, Mark, you picked this movie. Correct. Had you seen this before? I'm guessing you had. I had. Okay. <laughs> what was your uh, What's your experience with this movie? Uh, we saw this in theaters when it first came out. This was uh, me and my college buddies went out. No, I, this might have been a midnight release movie. This might have been like two or three days later type of movie. But we saw it basically opening weekend. Um, and we enjoyed it. And I have fond memories of it. <laughs> now, I'm a first timer on the viewing experience for this movie. Okay. I think okay. I'd seen bits and pieces of it and i'd seen like the design of the new jason and that kind of stuff but i had never like watched this movie before jake what about you uh i had neither seen this movie i i hadn't seen this movie and i did not know anything about this movie so. okay well you wow. know i knew there was a i knew there was a reboot movie. in 2009 but yeah i i did not ever come close to taking the plunge so <laughs> Uh, Mark, wow, well, you're lucky at this crazy. point because this might be one of the easiest times a person could have with this segment. Yeah. You're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Do it in 15. Jason kills a bunch of kids, and then they kill him. <laughs> no, okay, so seriously, there's two, basically two movies happening here. Uh, the first group of kids gets murdered looking for Sticky Iggy. The second group of kids gets murdered being amoral in the forest. And uh, the sister from the, from the first group is missing. The guy, her brother, is looking for her. They reunite and whatever. At the end, Clay and his sister find each other with the help of one of the girls from the second group, and they throw Jason into a wood chipper. That, I mean, this isn't a movie that has a lot of plot in it. Time! Yeah, not Thank much. You. Thank you for inserting a joke and then an actual plot synopsis. Except for, are there alternate endings to this movie? Because my viewing did not end with Woodchipper. No. No, so that's it, they do the, that's, I mean, it's a classic trope of this specific franchise where you have it's, the jump scare at the end. It's a tip of the hat to how it ended at the start. Yeah. It's also, uh, they really wanted to make a sequel. So... I well, think it's more just like we have to do this because he's in the lake and she's here. So <laughs> if he doesn't jump out and grab her, then we didn't do our... I also think it it's justice. officially a tip of the hat to the entire franchise because I, as there a peek ahead as a peek ahead to next week, I also watched Friday the 13th Part 2, the original one from 1981 or 82 or whatever. Two. And that movie also ends with a very similar type jump scare thing. Yes. 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 Which, but was... I mean... and. Yes, it's an homage to it, but it was also designed to create sequels in the first place. And sure, I think they yeah, were hoping I mean, for that with this one. Look, we're both right. Um, <laughs> no, I refuse that. Damn it. Okay, well, let's agree to disagree. I've never, mm, I don't understand how debatable. to deploy that phrase. So, Mark, why'd you pick it this time around? Uh, we were talking about remakes and reboots on uh, with the, the, I can't remember the acronym off the top of my head, but the Patreon cast. Um, and I wanted to throw this one in the mix because... I think it doesn't get the love it deserves. I actually really, really, really appreciate this as a remake slash reboot. They had fucking gone Review to space. Review spoilers. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, whatever. We get to those. He, he um, they had gone to space. They had done. Jason had gone to hell and to space. Right? They, <laughs> so they didn't need to take the to franchise anywhere else. And, and instead they decided land. to take it back into... It's weird to call this more minimalist, but this is legitimately more minimalist than Jason X, so... But basically just back to its roots. And yeah, totally. 
Yeah, they redefine, they redesign the character a little bit. I mean, not massively, but just enough to kind of tweak it and make it more interesting. We'll probably get into that a little bit more, but this was something I'd seen it, you know, it was available on Netflix and it had been on my short list for a long time because I think this is one of, uh, this is a hot take. I think this is one of the better modern, like post 2000, whatever, 2005 slashers out there. Um, Slight hearted, like I said, I had good memories about seeing it with my friends, and I wanted to share that experience with you <laughs> and the listeners. Well, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. I'll tell you what, they didn't do enough character design to warrant the length of the character redesign segment of the Wikipedia page. Uh, I have not read it. It's very long. Could you do a 30-second <laughs> character redesign Wikipedia page synopsis? No, because the whole thing is they made him look a lot like Freddy, but a little, or a lot like Jason, but a little leaner. So a little more like <laughs> Freddy. I mean, yeah, base. I, that's uh, we're jumping ahead into what the movie does right here, but this is something that is that I had written down is the way that they make Jason more like aggressive and violent. Yeah, he's more I think athletic. is a boon overall. To he's the movie. he's more athletically oh, yeah. built. In this yeah, movie. he's much more yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and, and he yeah, actually yeah, yeah. runs. Don't want to break format that hard. We broke it a little bit, but now it's time for our award-winning segment. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Slasher. Slasher. I said it first. I, win. I got it. No, Slasher. I got it. I also said it earlier. I definitely won. Slasher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. People it's get basically fucked in the woods a little bit. Straight it's up slasher. slasher. It's a slasher. It's a little bit slasher. people getting it's fucked in the woods. It's a slasher. It's a slasher. Well, the first slasher. part isn't in a cabin, right? The first group of teens. They're just in They're tents. They're camping. They're in a tent and in a cabin. What yes. part is... What the, identify a scene for me in which someone is fucked with in the woods. No They're banging in a happen. tent, and something is terrorizing the outside of the tent and shaking it Jesus. and making noises. Nah. And he won't go outside with a boner. Nah. It's not. It's a slasher. Which was the way I really wanted to introduce you. I just deferred to the... <laughs> you should have just done the other one. <laughs> I went full bore with mine. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you did. No other ones, right? They're Trees. The, it's just a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slasher. Yeah. We've covered it. It's This is as slasher as it gets. It's a slasher yes. slasher. All right, Mark, you'd started it. What does the movie do right? Well, yeah, let's start with... Uh, I, there's a lot of things this movie does right, but let's start with the character design because we already talked about this. Taking Jason from a lumbering, always walking in the background and then somehow in front of you type of character to someone who will full-on sprint at you with a machete or huck an axe through the air is a solid move for the character. Yeah, like totally. That. And he's much more formidable as a foe. Like when he's assaulting the exactly. dude in the in the like where the where the guy's trying to get the tools to fix the chair. Yeah. In the, the tool shed. Chewy. And the guy tries to attack him and he just like grabs him and stops his arm because he's a giant man. That's Chewy. Yeah, Chewy. He attacks Chewy. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, it was almost he's he's so formidable an opponent that it's surprising when Clay's even able to make him stumble with a punch <laughs> yes. later in the movie. Yes. He is Built well, this is gonna come. He's a, a later. fucking. He's a bit of a he's, unit. He's a bit. Of, he's a brick shit house man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think he would have staggered at all. Clay is built too. Yeah. Let oh, me yeah. just say something the movie does right <laughs> is that he's a dreamboat. There are there but are a lot of attractive, lot people, of attractive, in attractive movie. people here. <laughs> However, I don't think he's even coming close to phasing. Well, especially because there are like this is uh, maybe I want I want to know if this borders on what it does middle for you guys because I love his athleticism, but then sometimes it borders on the superhuman like beyond even just a very very strong man. Like sometimes it seems like he can sign style leap up onto the roof. Well, I and kind he's of the love best that. archer that's randomly ever standing on the roof at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that actually. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I like how I like how athletic and 
freaky. He's a fucking freak, yeah. dude. The well, only part movie. where it was truly jarring was when he is the best archer who has ever lived, ever. Well, you learn how to, you learn how to arch if you live around Holy Camp Crystal shit. Lake for I don't know. Ever. Yeah, what do you think he he's hit, doing? Ho- like ninety nine percent of the days that there's no one Friday there the ever. But he's there's just no arching. One on, see, I don't know how you practice hitting someone on a motorboat going twenty five plus miles an hour. Uh, deer square through the head. Deer moving Jesus targets. Jesus Christ, moving targets, Jack. He's he got to eat. He hits homeboy from party down square through the head yeah. at a full speed motorboat. He might be going faster than twenty five. Yes, yeah, very. I think you probably don't want to do that and tow someone wakeboarding. Square. You can go. Yeah, you want to go that speed if you're wakeboarding. Squarely around twenty five. That's what I'll I'm say saying. Okay. Yeah, not too yeah. much faster. Okay. Plus, maybe you slowed down a little because she's topless. You didn't want her to get too cut up if she fell. Okay, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Very, I, I highly doubt that character would give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, Let yeah, he's not that. doing that math in his yeah, head. Yeah, Instead of that, he removed his pants. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which seems, also a good move. That seems much more germane to the character, yes. Also a yes. good move. <laughs> but yeah, he is very athletic, and uh, I really like the kills in this movie. They all feel very visceral. They're simultaneously, like, they're sundry and brutal, but also all riffs on kind of the same thing like it doesn't go too crazy he's not he's not killing anyone with a weed whacker like he did in six or five or whatever one that was well, it's all basically like machetes and axes you have a an lot arrow. of kills in this movie that are reminiscent of kills that have happened right yeah, you yeah. have like the arrow well you have like it's not the arrow it's not the kevin this. bacon arrow but you it is throat, an arrow you have the throat thing and the way the camera focuses on is obviously an homage to that not the same sort of sleeping bag kill at all, but a sleeping, a sleeping bag, bag kill. kill. That so, shot in particular, I love. The thing inside the sleeping bag is, the camera inside the sleeping bag is weird. It is weird, but that shot was put together so well, and I read about it, they actually used two composite shots, right? Because they didn't want to use fake fire, and they also couldn't put anyone at danger like that, so they filmed yeah. her hanging upside down in a uh, sleeping bag, and they filmed a fire, and it's a handheld shot, so they had to do like really precise movements to composite those two together. I thought it turned out really well and believable. I, I bet that I actually would guess that the like move the the jerkiness helps the editing a little bit because you oh, can kind of sure. cheat. I don't know. I'm not. An editor. I think I you can. I don't. I yeah. I don't think it's probably all that crazy difficult. But this is a technically well made movie. Hell right? yeah. Yeah. Oh, we they put about, some money behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, and it, I think that it panned out well. I mean, the kills, like you said. Yes, for the most part, they are brutal, visceral, whatever you want to call it. That's what you need in a slasher movie. The only one I thought didn't look great was the one of the, the first kills. The guy who's banging the girl who gets strung up in the sleeping bag, right? The guy from Silicon Valley he was, and other stuff. He was bear-trapped, though. He was bear-trapped, but then when he dies, right, when he gets oh, killed. Oh, the head? Yeah. Uh, the, are you talking the about chest- Ben Feldman? Yes, Ben Feldman. Yeah, I think so, right? The, the guy, guy from, from Silicon Valley. The, the guy from As Above, So Below? Yes. And, yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, his body looks like a fake torso during that kill, like just the the white barrel chest torso. The, that the bounces bear trap up. was a little cringy, though. Yeah, the bear trap was good. Yeah, I'm talking about the kill itself. The kill itself. Yeah. And then he's just sitting there, like watching the girl dangle. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm just gonna jump in here. The thing this movie does right is the cold open. This is another trope of the franchise where you have the initial kill sequence that kind of establishes that there's a killer in the woods. And this one goes full on 25 minutes. 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Yeah. I had this down too. Yeah. Yeah. It's 23 minutes of there's a whole group 
and they just get this. You have a mini Friday the Thirteenth movie packaged yes. with your yes. 80, 80 more minutes of other Friday the Thirteenth. It exists tremendously on its own as a short, and it's it exactly, and it's also it also functions incredibly well to establish the new rules for Jason, specifically because of that last shot where he sprints out of the woods directly yes. at the guy. Yes. Yeah. And oh that is God. so goddamn intimidating from a franchise where Jason has always just sort of walked at you, kind of. Yeah. No, I really, really liked it. Very, yeah. very good. Yeah. I totally agree with that and what it does right. What else do we think it does right? Can we get a little more granular? Sure, yes. buddy. I really... So I, I feel like I've been on a bit of a train of hating on jump scares. So I'd like to at least comment on the fact that I thought there was a jump scare in this movie that I did really like. Okay. It's relatively not, it's not a jump scare movie. There are relatively few here, right? There, there's a few, but it has to be in a slasher, right? Yeah. Uh, the one that I really liked was in that opening sequence when they went to the cabin and there's the altar and it does the cool misdirection where he reaches his hand in to find and, the doll and he pulls it out and you think the way they cue it up with the sting and everything is that you think that it's going to be like the hand grabby thing, and then he pulls it out, and then he turns it over, and you get the sting and the jump scare. So it's simple, but it's executed correctly. Yeah, and I appreciate that because I feel like we've been seeing jump scares, and I've had to shit on them, but they are not executed in a way that I appreciate. This is how you do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's formulaic, but formulas work. They do, and when you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and this absolutely does. We, I said granular. That was granular. That's very granular, but I like it. Uh, we touched on a little bit earlier, but this movie is full of attractive people. Holy diver. That's kind of, that's part that's, that's part and parcel of what this franchise is, right? I've said franchise, I think, 73 times already. I'll try and stop. You're going to say it 73 <laughs> more. Um, that's part and parcel of what this is, though, right? Is This is supposed to be like eye candy getting murdered. That's the... Very. That's the one sentence version of what Friday the Thirteenth is. And boy, howdy, they nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They There's do. Dream boats and babes galore in this thing. What do you I do think... when you go to uh, to Camp Crystal Lake? You take your top off and you die. That I mean, that's that's what you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. And it, they uh, they another, continue that tradition. <laughs> another thing it does very well. I mean, for a movie that's trying to take the franchise back to its roots, to say franchise again, it does a very good job of capturing the spirit of what Friday the 13th is and should be. Correct, but I like that they're not just, like, at camp. Right. Like, you have to do something differently, and they weave in a nice, like, side. It starts to build the world around what Camp Crystal Lake can be. Oh, totally. And that's good in some ways and problematic in others, but I think that ultimately <laughs> yeah. it's good that they're not, like, just the same thing. We'll it's get good to, to the, be different. We'll get to the problematic parts. Yeah, we will. We will. We will. <laughs> I will say also that I think on the on the topic of you saying that there are a lot of attractive people, I think the acting is also surprisingly good in this movie. It is surprisingly good. I'm not going to say I'm it's not great. Say it's... It, no, it's not a ten out of ten. <laughs> right, but it is surprisingly good. I'll buy like, that. Yeah. Are, and part of this, I think, is actually uh, part of its writing, part of its acting, and part of its direction. But there are a lot of sequences that I feel like things just feel natural between the characters, and that's. A bit of a shock. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I was expecting that walking in. To well, this so movie. I, you're definitely right. I, these are all good actors, and they're doing a good job. But the other part of this that I kind of wanted to highlight is this movie's really good at having like the character tropes sort of nailed. Right? They have like the uh, athletic jock guy in Lawrence. They have kind of the loner. They're, they're he's not really a nerd, but just sort of the loner of the group in Chewie. 
the asshole leader who's Trent, the various girls who are attached to these dudes, kind of the like surf boy stoner guy in um speedboat man party down dude ryan addison whatever his character is nolan i think his name is whatever could be Um, any any white guy name yeah and then you just throw in all of the sort of individualized stoner tropes into the first group as well it like the characters themselves are pretty well realized in script and then the actors also do a good job of bringing them to life and i think that makes a good formulaic yet you know, like you just said, sometimes formulas work, right? It's that's what the that's what the yeah. reason why this comes together so well. Yeah, if you tried to go way off formula for a movie like this, I think you'd you it would be disastrous. One hundred percent. Yeah, in a movie like this, yes. let me clarify. Yeah. I mean, you're saying that when I think Friday the Thirteenth number six introduced a psychic teenager to fight Jason. So I mean, that's why I'm saying <laughs> like this a reboot. Like this, the back yeah, to the roots yeah, thing. Yeah. If you're yeah. gonna go back to your roots, you definitely have to go back to your trope roots too. You can't go back to your exactly. psychic yeah. teenage. Yeah, yeah, roots. you you have to you have to hit all the right beats. Yeah, both good and bad, I guess. Um, while we're uh, can we go back to being granular? Of yeah, course, buddy. Mark. This is something we've touched on already, but the overall sequence in the tool shed is like delightful it's so good dude yeah. both chewy and lawrence parts of that are really good the chewy part that kind of sets up you you know something's gonna happen because it's a slasher Chewie's the best character in this movie can we just get he's that fun to watch chest? he's yeah, the best certainly. I, we probably just identify with him the, i mean he is he is one of the most identifiable, we identify identifiable with him the most. <laughs> i'm shooting the boot i identify with that <laughs> <laughs> um but like him being sort of just at ease in the shed while you definitely know something's going to happen is a great tension builder. And then later the sequence between Lawrence and Jason, where you're actually seeing Jason like fight somebody for the first time. He gets stabbed. They're cut trading blows. He gets stabbed. Oh yeah. Lawrence staggers him too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Lawrence gets away and then runs uphill and you're like, Oh shit, he got away. Jason's actually kind of beatable in this. And then there's the fucking ax throw. That is such a good sequence. Holy shit. It's filmed well. It's blocked well. Good props. Ah, God damn. Love that. There's Lagavulin. <laughs> there is Lagavulin. The the potentially best quote in the movie, and I actually escalated this above a neat pick, happens in the shed too. When Chewie says he drops, he's playing with the basketball and he drops it for a hockey stick and he calls it a man sport. <laughs> this is a man that's just, sport. Uh, that's just correct writing. Yeah, so it's thank awesome. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to know, what the, I would like to get in the writer's head while they were trying to do that. Like, what influenced that line? Is the, is the writer a hockey player, or were they watching the Stanley Cup playoffs at the time or something? Like, wh- where'd that line come from? I think it has more to do with Jason's mask and trying to be foreboding about Jason's yeah, I mean, Oh, I, that's I, a good point, actually. Yeah, I the hockey made mask. Yeah, yeah. This, this, there's, I think it's another connection to how hockey and, yeah. Well, another cool thing it does with the franchise is pays homage to the right parts of it, right? He's first wearing the, uh, like, yeah. uh, original Jason mask with, like, the yeah, bag mask. The bag, yeah. yeah. And then puts that down when he finds the fucking hockey mask. Yeah, it's like, cool. I mean, this, this movie yeah. is like a that. love letter. It's a love letter, but without be, it's not like the Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day, right? Oh, Which Jesus is Christ. nothing but a just fucking tribute to the original. This is doing its own thing, just also paying tribute. It's cool. I like it. And that's Boondock why, it's actually a really good example. It's outside the genre, obviously, but it's a really good example of how you- I found that movie horrifying. It was, well, <laughs> in different ways, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Should we uh, prance along to what the movie does middle? 
Yeah. Gallop. Okay. Jake said no. So what I would you ga- like to I say? I said gallop. Oh wow. Okay. Let's I, do it. Okay. So we're gonna hit it with a canter then. We're gonna canter. Okay. We'll canter. <laughs> Let's in. canter sure. on in. I liked the licensed soundtrack that they had, but I also found it distracting in a movie that didn't really need it and also had a cool original score. I legitimately, I'll tell you this, I legitimately did not notice the licensed soundtrack. What was on the licensed soundtrack? The main one I remember is the Hives, or the big one, right? That's the one when they're they're boating. Oh, okay. The, I think it's, uh, what, TikTok Boom, or whatever that Hives song oh, is. Oh, yeah, okay, I am remembering that. Yeah, which is an awesome song, and I like that they used it. It fit the mood well, but it's also like... I don't know. You didn't. You didn't need to do a licensed soundtrack in this movie that has I cool think, score. I'm gonna. I think deep down in my brain, if I see a boat on screen, I expect there to be a licensed soundtrack. <laughs> I'm just. Like, I'm, I'm playing the hives fully, on loop in my head anyway. It just fully didn't register that there was music playing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be such a weird move to have a boat with no soundtrack behind it. Yeah, and then I also, but like that, then made me think about how they had used the the iconic Jason sounds. The yeah, yeah. They used that after the cold open, but never again. I was like, ah, you're using the fucking hives, but you're not bringing back Jason sounds. Oh, what are you doing? So overall, like good sound design, but kind of misplaced. Maybe I hear what you're saying. They should have done a hip hop remix of the Jason sounds. Jesus. <laughs> a trap beat remix. Well, then uh, the guy could have gotten it off on his new label, his up-and-coming label, <laughs> which was a pretty good line. <laughs> and we all had an up-and-coming label at a certain point. Oh, okay. I had at least three going. Explain. <laughs> three? <laughs> yeah. Did you have any bands to go with these labels? Uh, We're not going to talk about my bands at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Patchwork Wallace will never die. <laughs> that is a deep cut for someone who will never listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had a band with two kids we went to high school with named Steven and Sean, and one of them wanted to name our band Bad Religion in 2006. <laughs> You're like, did he think he could get it by you? You hadn't heard? I don't know, man. <laughs> and then the other member of the band disbanded it because he said he was more talented than us. <laughs> He I'll let right. you guess which one of the two that did was. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now he was probably right. Uh, disagree. Okay. Not Fair that enough. I'm great at the bass, but uh, he's not that great at guitar, so. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to get this back on track. Why does the final act of this movie kind of suck? Like, basically <laughs> after they leave the house, after after Trent dies, and it's Is just... Is this getting into what it does wrong? No, I because sure? I'm there. I'm just confused by this. Maybe this is just I don't know where this goes. I just want to talk about it because what you well, have it, we talk about I this all the time, right? Movies have third act problems. Like it's what yeah. you have to do in this movie. It's expected. There's not a lot of ways to play with I, it. Well, I feel like they really rush things. They get to a point. This you're getting into what the movie does wrong for me. But they start to rush things. To answer your question, I'll wait for my bits. But. Okay, we can put a pin in that. We'll bring it back up in one second because the other thing I had was the late movie jump scare at the dock. We already talked about this. It's an homage yeah. to all of it the is. first movies, but like, yeah, I, it's just eh. a stupid setup. Eh. It, yeah, and, you know why the fuck are you throwing this guy's body into the lake? One, when you could just call the cops. That's probably what you should do. You have a bunch of bodies. What are you gonna do? Are they hiding all the bodies? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> or just dumping them into the lake. They are <laughs> dump all. There's of the a dead into cop, the lake. dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's a dead cop. Well, <laughs> so that's okay. We talk about what it does middle for the movie that is as good in the writing as it is sometimes. The writing also makes no fucking sense a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Like, uh, the, can we, let's just transition. We're, let's just go to does. Wait, I have one more thing. It actually okay, does cool, middle though. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, okay. The Royal Enfield Bullet is one of the raddest bikes around that the kid is driving. Um. And it's not in the movie very much at all. He doesn't do anything with it. It never comes back in. I thought when he's riding such a fucking cool-ass bike, should do more with it. Hmm. He should have ridden it to Hudson Point. Yeah, man. Of course. Can I do one more middle thing, too? Sure, buddy. This is, like, I don't know. I felt like a nitpick at first, but then I just felt like it was in the middle. I Beer Pong does not entail shoot the boot. And if you're saying that it does, you're fucking lying. Well, no. Because, no, an important part of this is that if you're in a party setting, you need to have a punishment that people will actually abide by. Right, that's why the naked mile is rarely a good yeah, uh, punishment. Yeah, and I feel like the shooting the someone's dirty-ass boot, despite the greatness of the beer choice here for this podcast, is basically in that camp. You ain't no goddamn way you're at a party and you pull off your gross-ass shoe filled with beer and tell somebody to drink it they're going to. It's not happening. It... It's, it's a not possible punishment for trolling, but certainly not for losing. No chance for losing. Well, they were like, oh, you've lost like 10 in a row and you haven't made any like whatever. It doesn't matter. Like if that's what gauntlet you throw, like that person's out. They're out. They're not doing it. You need to have something that someone's actually going to abide by. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's that far outside of the realm of possibility. I think it's quite far. For how drunk they are, it is. It needs to be it's like also, 3 a.m. I mean, before. especially because doesn't Chewie also do it? Am yes. Re- remember that correctly? Yes, but yeah, that's kind of one of those ones where you. you do a lower, lesser punishment, like the hula skirt we had, and then nobody's doing it, so you have to enforce it on someone, so you just do it yourself at some point. It's happened a few times. Okay, I'm so this saying. is all coming from past experience. Yes. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> yes. Exactly how many shoes have you drunk from? <laughs> two? None. None shoes. Okay, there, two so shoes. between the two of you, you've averaged one shoe per yeah, person. Ex- <laughs> and there's been... A, cer- a lot of beer pong. A, lot, a distressing <laughs> amount of beer pong, yeah. frankly. <laughs> Quick estimate. Number of games you've played of beer pong. No idea. Oh, my God. No it's idea. in the thousands, tens of thousands? Thousands, for sure. Thousands. Tens yeah. of thousands is preposterous. <laughs> well, Yeah, that'd be <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I think thousands is still preposterous. Well, but thousands thousands is with the true. option of ten maybe getting crossed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. It's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jake, you want to play some beer pong after this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Only if I can shoot a boot. All right, let's, rules. let's talk more about the writing in this movie because it's bad at a lot of points. Wait, okay, hold on. Have we, tra- have we tra- transferred to does wrong? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Sometime yep. ago, Floodgates. I think. Yeah. So there are asinine times. Like the kid coming up to look for his sister <laughs> is like talking to the sheriff who he knows, right? He's like, oh, you're back. We're having another conversation. Yeah. And then there's the worst, just most inserted, terrible exposition in there. It's like, well, did you know that my sister was coming up for these reasons and was struggling with these things, and here's all the backstory on her and me? And the sheriff's <laughs> like, no. It's like, well, what the fuck? You're this involved in the case, and you haven't told two 10-year veteran detectives any of this useful information that might have been helpful in finding your sister? None of that happened. No, you just need a way to cram exposition in. Yeah. You hate... I, I, what I'm learning about you, Jack, is that you hate exposition. No, you exposition is necessary, but there's a way to do it that isn't just like a completely illogical conversation between two characters that must have already had that conversation to get to the point they're at. 
I think uh, what I okay. So you are a particular critic of how exposition is delivered. I'll agree with that. Yes. Uh, can I challenge you to, in the future, identify great examples of exposition, which you've Ooh. already done in the past? But I'm just saying yeah, yeah. now you're the exposition guy. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. Assume that role for us. Sounds good. You bet. That was way too serious. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, I, I have a pretty big one. Good. Um, like big ones. And I'm going to read it exactly as I typed it, because that adds some nice flavor. Jason does not take prisoners. I'm pretty sure I was going for prisoners. <laughs> I I would agree with that I, I get that, like, I so according, I had to figure out why the fuck he took a prisoner, and the internet says that it's because she looks Mother. like his mom. Yeah. In the in the thing they reshot at the beginning, which so many problems with that aside, Jason still doesn't take prisoners. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, even even if he thinks she's his mom. That you don't take your mom prisoner, I would hope. That's not what you do with your mother. No. And it's right, like if you fundamentally understand later. that this lady who kind of looks like your mom is not your mom, then you still, like, if you're Jason, you still just kill her. Like, what, what the fuck? What is this weird contrivance that's happening in the plot? It makes That feeds no into sense. the third act problem that I was talking about earlier, where the rescue thing fucking sucks. What do you mean the rescue thing? The, just like, uh, Jason happens to not be here. I'll stumble down and say, hi, well, my sister. I yeah, think, we're running away from Jason, so we're going to run to yeah. Jason's hideout to find yeah. my sister, yeah. break her out, kill the other likable character, and then have a weird showdown around a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything after the Lawrence kill. Lawrence is his name? I have no idea what uh, Lawrence. Lawrence is the guy who runs from the shed and gets it in the back. Yeah. Everything after that sucks because that's yeah. where they start. To me, that's where the third act starts because they bust out of the house and they start rushing. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's where, like, I mean, the kills as the movie goes on get worse and worse too. Like Trent, I fucking hate that guy. He's a douchebag, and his death is so. It's I'm not satisfied. Yeah, you it's want so a really quick. like he fuck get, you. He death. gets put on the. It is sort of there's there's a nice tension around it of you don't know whether or not Jason's the one driving the car. Oh, that'd be but like a dude. nice little wrinkle. And then he gets he does get thrown on the back of the tow truck, like impaled on whatever fixture that thing yeah, is. Yeah, it's but... not a satisfying kill for Trent. That and I am curious what that bullshit. what happens when that guy rolls into town with a dead body and <laughs> the fucking hitch. <laughs> uh he's fucked. He's gonna oh, get blamed okay. for all of this. There's your answer. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not, because he has an alibi, presumably, for the disappearance of six weeks earlier. So he was Which, just, I was driving through the forest, and then I thought I hit a deer, but instead there was a teenager dead on the back of my car. I mean, look, that's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt, man. <laughs> there isn't a jury in this country that would convict him. <laughs> Fact. Depends on if he shows up to court topless or not. Uh, I already touched on this a little bit, but Sean C- Cunningham is a producer of this movie, and I don't know why they needed to reshoot... This ending scene from the first movie is it purely to shoehorn to to get actresses that look kind of alike? So I don't I don't fucking buy that. That's part of it, but I also think the part of it is they're trying to make Jason not clearly supernatural in this. I don't think they wanted him to be supernatural, or they didn't want to lock themselves into that corner. So they wanted to reshoot it so that Jason could be alive to witness it. Uh, whatever. That's still a bad choice. It's like if so basically you're rebooting the first four movies of the franchise and you're giving the first movie the most iconic part of Friday the 13th 15 seconds of screen time. 
Well, look, and, and completely reshooting it in like a weird, oversaturated black and white. I mean, whatever. I, Get out I kind of disagree with you here because I kind of think that what they're trying to do is recognize that what everybody knows about this series is Jason. Isn't really Jason's mom, even though that's what Friday the 13th was. And they're trying to make it so how is Jason the protagonist of this? Well, he's the protagonist because antagonist? he saw his mom get decapitated. Are you trying to say antagonist? No. I mean, he's, it's just kind of his movie. It starts with why he's doing this, and it ends with him winning. He's kind of the protagonist of this movie. Wait, is Jason an anti-hero? I, I don't know if he's sure. a hero or an anti-hero, but he's... He's a tragic hero. He he's is a certainly a character. Hero. It's a great tragedy. <laughs> but but So I, I kind of like what they did there, because they want to say like he's not supernatural necessarily in this. He's hinted at being supernatural. He can somehow machete a woman in the head through a dock that the slits don't fit and then drag her up to expose her breasts and then why have her drift she, down the machete. Why did she get such a slasherish death and then you get nothing at the end of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Where they just dispose, like Trent, nothing. And then what's her name who was a likable character? Fucking nothing. nothing. She, just gets, she just gets stabbed. That's yeah, all bullshit. she gets is just stabbed. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's bullshit. It, especially because that's such an insane kill to like drag her up by her head and then have her slide off the machine. Let me drag you up just uh, enough. Yeah, you can see the breast out of water. Okay, yeah. okay, good. Cool, 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 cool. Her name was Jenna for the record. Okay. The good one or the tits one? The one who died. <laughs> the one from the second group. The one the who was one the, tits one? the tits one. Okay. No, 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 no. The one, the one at the dock was Bree, I think? Yeah, but she's still part no, of the no. second group who died. I thought Bree was the one that was banging Trent. Oh, my Trent God. Trent and Bree. I don't fucking know. That, that's I another, okay, so this is care. another issue with what the movie does wrong. I forget her name. In there college, I lived next to three characters. different women named Bree. There were three Brees within a quarter block of my house. It was bizarre. <laughs> and then what, what would happen one. if someone brought, like, a block of meltable cheese home? <laughs> One of them was called Brie Cheese because she spelled it like the cheese. And you had to differentiate them somehow. <laughs> I think that's the one I remember. Yes, that's the one you remember. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> hey, what else did the movie do wrong? Yep. <laughs> uh, this is, can we, I'm going to go back to granular. Jake, you introduced granular earlier and now I'm just going to abuse it. I have a very peculiar question. This is probably bordering okay. on nitpick. Okay. Uh, do the scenes where the two of them originally go back to Camp Crystal Lake and Jason's coming back with his bag of body parts and then turn on the floodlights and all that other shit, is that like almost a shot-for-shot shot remake of the Gary Busey scenes from Black Sheep? <laughs> what a weird Holy reference. Shit. Man, Jake yes. said granular, but you embodied it. Holy yes. shit. Thank you for taking it and making it your own, Mark, because I appreciate that regardless of whether or not it's true. That's what I appreciate about you. Yep. When the floodlights came on, I suddenly realized, oh my God, I've seen this. Well, I definitely have also seen this movie before, but I was like, oh, we're just this is Black Sheep. He's just Gary Busey. In another universe, well, I'm watching a comedy movie starring Gary Busey and David Spade. Jake spilling beer. Chris Jake Farley. spilling beer. Red alert. Jake overpoured his fucking metal pint. Boot. He overpoured the boot. Overpoured the boot. The boot got shoot. Boot got booted. I was trying to ask Jack if he wanted. So. Mark, is that something it does wrong? It took me out. The, the reason I had that under does wrong is it like, for some reason, it turned that sequence into weird comedy for me. And took it broke the immersion a little bit for like when they're trying to do recon. The whole concept of doing recon on Jason is just fucking weird. 
Yeah. Are we to believe he actually didn't see them under the no. thing they were hiding no. there? No. Yeah, okay. No. So two no. infallible truths of Jason, regardless of whether or not you're going to redesign his character or not. He is pseudo, like, superhuman, and he knows where you are. Those are yes. the two things about and him. Even if he didn't have a superhuman ability to know where you are, a half-blind person and half-deaf person would know where they were. Jason was two feet from them. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then there were floodlights, and they were just hiding behind a fucking log pile. And he found a backpack that they had left there. <laughs> and they tripped on the, the bell string like 75 times. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad and dumb. I think we're getting close to... A particular part of our show we are but i've got a good else. bridge between the two because i was trying to decide if, if the particular kill of the character whose name i can't remember the black guy uh lawrence lawrence thank you uh lawrence or clarence jesus lawrence lawrence <laughs> i don't fucking know it's lawrence <laughs> you i've said, said it very so many guys that's the times. trick dude yeah trick of the day well if you're gonna use that trick don't follow it up immediately with i don't fucking know whatever we're among <laughs> friends <laughs> fine and almost tens of listeners <laughs> They're friends, Jack. <laughs> they don't need to know my business acumen. But the axe that goes into his back, right? First it goes in. That looks good. That's pretty rough. Then he falls over on it. Then Jason shoves him down on top of the axe blade. But then it's kind of like that final destination kill where the nail gun nails are eight times longer than they are, where the head of that axe is like starting <laughs> at his subepidermal layer. Oh, it comes out of his three chest sizes like that. that day. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and it was so bad that I all I had trouble. It's bridging the gap for me between does wrong and nitpick station, which I think we've arrived at. Mark? I Before I blow the whistle, I totally agree with you. That scene is, the way they edit that scene is phenomenal because he flips over and then they, they throw him onto the wood pile and literally the only thing in the shot is the axe coming through. Like it's basically shoulders to like hips. You don't see anything else. It's just a torso with an axe coming through it. And it, like if you pause and kind of think about what's happening, it's one of the most disorienting things of like, fundamentally oh, I have no idea what they're now? trying to show me. All over. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, did you do that? No, I didn't fucking How did do that it. Happen? Why would I spill your beer? I don't know. I was looking under the table for something, and you knocked Jack, over my you beer. you realize that you're a body, and that body can manipulate things around it, right? But I didn't touch it. I was reaching around under the table. You knocked it over, bud. We're at you, two bills, think, beer spills. I, Mark, did you see Jake tip my beer over? No, it just fucking fell over. <laughs> Ghosts! Yeah, okay, okay you're haunted. I there like you how you're just letting it happen here. I don't have any towels. From... Oh, God. You need to have a towel rack in here. That's your next installation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> towel rack. That's, that's what the patrons are paying for, a fucking towel rack. <laughs> no, 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 no. For the, for the record, patrons, listeners and patrons, all of your money goes into making the podcast, not the stupid bullshit towel rack that Jack's going to install. Okay? <laughs> okay? Good. Okay, I apologize. Uh, can we go to Nibic Station? You already told me to go there. I'm just going to blow the whistle. Blow the whistle! God, your notes are all fucked up. Those are notes from two weeks ago, and you know it. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jack, you have the most preposterous note-taking mechanic possible. I don't know. He's printing off a nice. sheet of paper with bullet points? Yeah, it looks good to me, man. It's better than mine. Wait, so do you reprint the thing from two weeks ago? No, it's just still here. Oh no, he God. left it on the table, and then he spilled I have beer on it. editing notes on it, too, Hey, Mark. man, you spilled the Euro trash, so it's all good. Ugh. You got plenty of American-made beer there. And Jack. I'm offering you some boot lager, but you got to have a way to drink it. Jack, you got to sort, set, shine, standardize, and sustain, okay? Those are the five S's. Learn them. Learn them. Memorize them. Very angry right <laughs> now. Them. 
<laughs> um, okay, I have a neat pick. It's I, a good way to start nitpick station. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> fuck. That, that, look, it's it's a type of nitpick. My first so, bullet is also here. a neat pick for the record. I love that canonically there is like just some fucking stupendous weed growing at Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> That's pretty like, rad. Like, like the bodies of dead counselors just fell to the ground, dissolved, and just gave gave sticky icky to the grounds. You know? I really <laughs> hope that that's the that's the uh, the history there. How people did the died. first group of people know about the weed up there? How did they go to know what they were going to look for? I don't know. They heard legends. Good shit, man. Yeah, there's, there's like some legend. there's some throwaway line of like a guy knew a guy who knew a guy who found some shit up here or something like that. And I mean, frankly, I think they in movie, I think they would have been fine had the two of them or three of them, however many, not stumbled into Camp Crystal Lake. So is the reason there's so much good weed that's like two feet off of a very well-trodden path because no law will go there because Jace or God damn it. You had it right. Why? You had it right. No, I'm just thinking like why the police up there are clearly useless. They gave up looking for a missing woman. Because I know, but I know. But is it because (laughs) they know Jason is there? Is that what we're getting at? Like they just don't want to touch that whole area. Like their search was bunk. It's probably part of it, but it's also I would say it's also sort of an homage to the originals as well, because in the first and second movies, they're like substantially framed as completely incompetent. And the only reason I'm stopping there is because I haven't seen three and four in a long fucking time. But I don't think they're having that just seen both the first one. one and two, it's like the the there is a very distinct like incompetence bias against police force from the original series. And if they're just carrying that over, then I mean whatever, I'm fine with that. I think they're pretty competent in the original. Uh okay, fine. So maybe they're competent, but it's just adversarial between them and the protagonists. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay. But here they are fully incompetent. They gave up looking for multiple people after six weeks. And the, the townsfolk know about uh Jason. Yes. Jake, the old woman. Yes. And uh maybe the guy who says I got that close to hitting the start button on the whoop ass machine. Oh, I have a neat pick about him. Okay. That's D's retarded boyfriend. <laughs> yes, yes, it He's is. He's in this movie. I know. That's, That's a neat pick. Okay, good. Neat what else pick. have you seen him in? Uh, I don't know. Probably something. I immediately go to that. Well, the the girl who helps out our hero is the girl from the Crazies. That's not the same as being Dee's retarded boyfriend, Jack. It's pretty much the same. That guy's a rap star. She was fucked up. <laughs> she didn't know. What was his actual name? Doug. 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 Yeah. Nah. I don't know. Shit. Okay, get back to me on this. (laughs) Oh, my phone is dead. I can't. While we're talking about um, the townsfolk, I think if this is actually supposed to be a remake of the first four or reboot of the first four movies, I don't know why they didn't include the crazy town guy from the first and second movies who just sort of like hounds people in the town. Like, you're going to die. Because that guy would be dead by now because this is like 40 years later and he was already like 60. So someone like him. Yeah, exactly. It's a full on reboot. They've remade it, Jake. It's not a continuation. I know, but I know that, but you don't need him or a guy like him. You don't need a him. He's like a fundamental part of the first movie. They bring him back like three times. He hides in the pantry. He's kind of annoying. He's kind of annoying. He's kind of awesome. You guys, I feel like if you went back and listened to our Friday the 13th episode, you both fucking loved that guy. I did, I, he's kind of annoying, but I did do think I loved him. He's fantastic. He's campy as shit. Back. Well, he's campy, yeah. They were trying to be serious here. That's why they made Jason athletic. Yeah. That's why they well, showed so many true. breasts. 
I mean, I, I actually kind of yeah. think you're hitting at something that's probably correct, where they wanted to nix him because he's too goofy a character. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to get out of the goofiness, man. Here's Still a nitpick. If you've got a Royal Enfield bullet, treat it better than this kid does when he parks at the old woman's house. He hits the engine kill switch, but does not turn off the lights or anything else, and that's a good way to kill your battery and then get stuck up there by the lake in the middle of nowhere. He wanted to. Oh, it's a neat pick? Maybe. Fan theory? Fan theory. Fan theory. Fan theory corner. He <laughs> wanted to, so he could have nowhere to go, and then he'd have to force the fight with Clay, so he'd still seem like, God damn it, with Trent, so he'd still seem like the good guy. He'd beat the shit. That'd be like a one punch, one hitter quitter, dude. Yeah, that guy is also built. And then he could plow. And then he could plow. <laughs> I thought that so, girl was with Trent at the beginning of the movie. And uh, then me too. Trent but, started banging Bree. Well, he was with whoever. That's true. Yeah. He's I, a douchebag. What are you going to do? We are all in agreement that Trent is a douchebag and he definitely has a glass jaw. Those are oh, two things that are very sure. clear. I heard he accidentally parkoured once. He might have accidentally parkoured once. <laughs> that's not That's not fair. You guys are mean. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Mean. It's pretty fair. <laughs> um, I did have a note. Okay, I'm just going to read this note for you. I do not particularly remember what I'm talking about, but I'm, Good. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm talking about the first part, like the oh, the cold open. Uh, that is not how you doggy style bone. The silhouette motion that they do is preposterously unrealistic. There's a little bit of a weird angle where, like, she almost has to be in front of him. There are only two positions in this movie. Cold open has doggy style. Later in the movie has cowgirl, so it has to be the cold open. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, what Mark I think I was getting at was the scene. I think there's a silhouette against the wall of the tent, and like they're so hard hamming it up of like the overall exaggerating motions, so that like the the viewer knows that they're having sex because it wouldn't have been clear otherwise. <laughs> that it just becomes like completely unrealistic and I unbelievable. Think, yeah, yeah, I think that clear. also makes it less sexual. So oh, it's like sure. Yeah. So it's like the MPAA is like, okay, it's fine because this is absurd. This is like <laughs> it's cartoonish. Like, basically, a, it's, a, it's a dance, really, if you think about it. Basically, it wouldn't yeah. have Both been clear sides if they had jackhammering. Wouldn't have been clear if they hadn't exaggerated because one of the characters literally said, "I'll leave you alone so you can plow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but the then context that clues, Jack. It's the context clues. Hey, when he calls the <laughs> hey. police. Okay. From the house. Yeah. And he says, I'm at the house by Crystal Lake. Yeah. And then he says, yep, that one. How did the police just guess which house they were in? Um, I mean, okay. I'm doing a substantial amount of legwork here. <laughs> There's a lot of other townsfolk, right? Man, not a lot, but there are a few other townsfolk that we are introduced to. Maybe that they're just assuming... It's not the townsfolk calling. It's the random group of teenagers that they've probably also gotten complaints about going to the gigantic fucking cabin that probably doesn't really belong on Crystal Lake. I mean, that's that's assuming there's no other vacation homes on Crystal Lake, which I fundamentally don't believe given the look I of this house. I did not believe that there would be any vacation homes on Crystal Lake until I saw this movie. There would okay. have been. That, so that's getting to another much larger, probably what the movie does wrong, nitpick. What, what, are, these, what are these townsfolk doing? All of the other days of the year, living next to this goddamn serial kid, just coexisting with Jason Voorhees? They were there before, and they didn't drown him. Yeah, he's cool with them. And they're not out there. So he's, he's cool with them until he kills them. They're not he out killed there sinning. He's not going to kill them. He killed the one who was like a sexual deviant. Yeah, he kills sinners. So you can. So that's the, that's the tax for living at Camp Crystal Lake is basically like, just don't sin. Or a benefit. I don't have to live near sinners. 
Somebody takes care of them. I think you'll find that you prefer to live near a center. I think you'll find. Oh God! I would have been killed immediately. You are sitting right now. According to this movie's definition of sitting, yes. Yeah, you have two beers. You have three beers in front of you. Therefore, you're gonna get a machete. I only have one beer in front of me, bud. I'm safe. <laughs> it is 64 ounces of beer, but aside it's from fine. that. It's fine. It's one beer. <laughs> That's technically true. Yeah. It's like a six-pack. It's fine. I have no other nitpicks. What? Dude, this movie is basically like one giant nitpick. I feel like we can't go into like the individual details. I have a, I have a couple. Uh, I have a neat pick. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't have a single nitpick. No, I do. I have one. Okay. I uh, first Provide this... it. Provide your single nitpick, please. Do you want the nitpick or the neat pick? Fuck. I want the nitpick just to prove that you have a nitpick. Why is the cashier that they run into at the convenience store wearing a Rip City shirt? This is New Jersey. <laughs> that is about as far from Portland as you can get. He's wearing a Rip City shirt. Are they in Portland? No. They're in New Jersey. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, and he is wearing a Rip City shirt. Rip City's in Portland. It makes, yep. Yes. Yeah. It's a Portland Trailblazer shirt. It makes no fucking sense. This says Rip City. <laughs> That's a Man, nitpick. I wear a He's Penguins a jersey around Boise, really Idaho. Yeah, but dude, come on. Boise, Idaho is about as far from Portland is from New Jersey. We don't from have. Pittsburgh. Okay, there are a couple differences here. We don't have a professional sports team in Boise, so you can kind of do whatever you want. No one's going to think too much of it. Okay. Two. There. Is no fucking way that that dude is Portland material. That dude is as straight up like Pine Barrens jersey as it gets. They actually casted him kind of well. <laughs> Rip City shirt. He might have gotten it from the Goodwill. There you go. Okay, great. Fan theory. Fan theory. My voice fan broke. <laughs> fan theories abound. Uh, can I do my knee pick now? Yes. Yeah. Sister Christian. Early in the movie during the cold yeah, open. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And I Again, love how he's I, belting it. I like the music yeah. they use. Yeah. It's just kind of, yeah. What's your price for flight? Okay. <laughs> We're good. I got a few more I can rattle off. I think I have more, too. Um, yeah, I have one more. Okay. So, definitely, even in 2009, when coverage on your phone was spotty, but still definitely there, you could definitely find something better to masturbate to than a J. Crew catalog. Why would you do it in the middle of the room? In the middle of the room. <laughs> J. Crew, middle of the room. <laughs> J. Crew winter catalog. Middle of the room. Oh, my Not God. Winter catalog. He, he finds a picture of, a, of someone in a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no weed in the world that's going to yeah. make you be okay. No, that now. wasn't weed. He took PCP. God. <laughs> yeah. um, that is Unrealistic fucked. immersion breaking. Yes, very, very, things. yes. Both I'm at things. a cabin with all my friends. I better just take my <laughs> dick out in the middle of this fucking common room. I have one Especially more. knowing that my best friend is just like, he just jaunted down to the woodshed to, get, a tool. to get some tools. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's okay, I can rub this out in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm ready to go. I have one more relatively big nitpick. It's not going to elicit a lot of conversation, mind you, but it's a big nitpick in my book. Okay. Clay's disapproval of Trent having a gun when he pulls out the gun is fucking absurd. It's insane. There have been multiple murders. Sarah, they just saw someone get axed. He's like, wait, you have a gun? <gasps> in, in, fairness, hero, in fairness and deference to, to Clay, Trent then immediately fires like six rounds into just walls, including a room that he knew someone was oh, alive in. So he shot Bree. He so shot Bree a, a so lot. So this is a fan theory. He's like, you should not be the one having a gun. Yes, that's uh, kind of the way I I thought that. he was shocked that he would do such a thing. 
like, I thought it was to, some as far bullshit. as they are aware, Bree is still alive inside the bathroom, and he just fired three fucking rounds into that door. <laughs> if you looked away for like a minute and a half, you could come away from this movie thinking that Trent killed Bree. Yeah, exactly. And then he, the thing is, he sticks his head in Caesar, closes it, and doesn't tell him what happened. I mean, well, I kind of thought that that was him thinking he'd killed her and being like, oh shit, they got Bree. That, I actually, I, that's the fan theory fan right theory. there. He might have wanted to. I mean, yeah. they just had sex. He's like, I probably got her pregnant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. What? I wasn't saying he intentionally killed her. Woof. <laughs> you were saying that. No. I said he accidentally killed her, <laughs> saw he killed her, and then rather than He's take responsibility. Guy. He would do that. Oh, he would do that. He would assume that he got her pregnant and kill her with a gun. Girls can't get pregnant on top, buddy. Fair. True. Because of gravity. No yeah, one has true. ever gotten pregnant when they're on top. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, while we're talking about Fan Trent, this is the last thing I had. My, I think my overall favorite like moment of this movie is when he's trying to dr- when Trent is trying to drive away in the cop car, and Bree's body is thrown down onto the trunk, and it like shatters. And he screams the window, like a little girl, and he just f- screams like a little girl, and it's yeah. like the funniest goddamn react. I honestly. It is good. It is a genuine and hilarious reaction. That it was a satisfying moment. It was well acted. I don't know the actor that plays Trent, but he did a good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy plays a douchebag very, very well. I don't know if that's a yes. good thing or a bad thing. He sure uh, does. And I lied. I have two more nitpicks. He's probably the nicest guy on the planet. People who play <laughs> douchebags well are usually good people, I would think. David Koechner. pretty good rule David Koechner, prime example. Uh, hey. Chewy, I don't know what tools you think you were getting from the woodshop. You were not going to fix what you did to that chair with wood a glue. screwdriver and a hammer. It's a family yeah, heirloom. wood glue. Wood glue is the answer to this question. <laughs> Jesus, you're going to splintered two of the legs. Wood glue and some clamps. That can fix anything. <laughs> Christ. And, and then we have this nitpick a lot, but especially in movies from the modern era. Fucking, what are you doing with the old incandescent flashlights that are terrible and awful? And I this movie, fully buy that, sh- actually. They should be wearing headlamps. They, this movie has a combination of bright LED flashlights and terrible incandescent bulbs. To well, this they- day, if if I were to go up to the cabin that we go to every once in a while, the closet we have might have one modern flashlight and then has like six of the incandescent D-cell well, batteries. Why? Throw those away! Why? Just th- we don't uh, go up there enough, and honestly, there's a better flashlight on my phone now. So it's like, that's, that's so true. throw them away. Don't throw them away. Recycle them. Yeah, there you go. Do, recycle. Do what you can. Okay. Easy so the nitpick here is recycling. that they didn't recycle already. Yeah, that's that's what you have to do to act adequately recycle, Mark. You have to go hunting for things to recycle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so A to Z horror, pro-recycling. I think I'm okay with that stance. Mark, did you intentionally give us that thumbs up on the Skype? I did, yes. Okay, okay good. Jeez, that's I good am pro-recycling. That's just a little treat for us. That's really yeah. good for the listener, yeah. Uh, I have nothing else. Let's go to ratings. Okay. We, over in A to Z horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of a Frasier would rate gunplay in his living room. Oh, I'm sorry, was I snipping? <laughs> I didn't realize it was too much to ask that there not be gunplay in my living room! And for ten, think of how the Pointer Sisters would rate their level of excitement. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Stories, first category to rate these movies. Mark, your pick, I almost said Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. It was my pick. I gave it a three, and I'll say that this is mostly... 
There is a p- part of me that does still give points for just judicious lack thereof story. Part <laughs> of what you're getting out of this is you just want to see a little bit of Jason. You are bringing the canon from the previous movies in, and you just want to see a slasher. That's why it's not a one. Everything else about this movie, the story-wise, is fucking preposterously bad. No, <laughs> these people shouldn't coexist with Jason, a known serial killer, who then also just randomly turns on the people, the cops, and the neighbors of the town. And Mark, kills let me them. ask you this. What if you just cut the whole brother-sister story from this movie? It'd be uh, the same movie. Without, like, with a different cold Yes, open. absolutely. No, it would be a better movie, because then you wouldn't have the <laughs> fucking random third act where they're trudging through, like, the tunnels that look terrible. Yeah. It would actually make the movie better. <laughs> yeah. Look, I gave it a three also for the same reason. Okay, cool. I like a little bit more of what they did to change Jason's storyline away from Supernatural than you do, but I'm giving it a three. Jake? I gave it a four. Uh, I do like the return to the roots, and I think that that's probably what I'm focused on on a little more i don't disagree with anything that either of you guys have said but it hit me a little bit better i suppose yeah roots baby world building or immersion mark or immersion 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 <laughs> oh i like that the immersion category i gave this a seven i find this movie eminently watchable high. and entertaining <laughs> i love the structure of 25 minutes plus 80 minutes. I like the cold open. I like most of what happens to the second group as well. There are points where it drags, but like at its core, this is a fun and well-edited, well-put-together slasher that draws me in. And I think this, I could re-watch this thing dozens of times and really not get tired. I'd probably skip over a few of the parts that are a little bit not paced well, but like, frankly, I... This is this is a great modern slasher. It's entertaining and the like side of things, the supernatural side of Jason and the immorality of the people he kills makes it such that it's not like it's not the brutality of watching like your next where you feel like taxed afterwards. It's like like Kennedy said earlier, Jason's actually sort of the protagonist of the series. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I gave it a 5. Um, I think this movie doesn't do a lot to build Jason's world, right? It's just kind of woods. Even the well, cabin. And, feels- and actually, the part of his world that they build is fucking terrible. I goddamn yeah, hate that actually that happens actively detracts from his world. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and and even the parts that that work are just woods and a cabin that so- feels like it changes sizes a lot. Hmm. Uh, so that's not fantastic. The immersion is. I I am a lot more immersed in this movie than I expected to be. Like it's a lot more watchable than I thought it would be, but then it's very jarring to get the bad exposition scenes and the other stuff like that, that takes you out. Uh, then there's some beefcakes and some babes to draw you back in. So it's uh, it's towing that line. It's a five for me, Jake, five and a half, put it right down the middle. Wow. I, I'm surprised you guys aren't a little bit higher on this. Jack, you were actually like below average. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's got some problems. Uh, it gets, it, there are moments you said it, Mark. I mean, there are moments where it's borderline boring. It's, yeah, they're not that, plentiful, that's true. but it exists. Uh, and other than that, like you have some substantial elements, particularly in the third act, where it is actively taking you out yes. of yourself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. five and a half feels generous to me, but I'm gonna <laughs> stick with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna lead us into scare factor, Mark. I gave it a six. I mean, this is a brutal. Uh, and sort of creatively brutal movie. There are a lot of things. I mean, I might be a little low on this, frankly. I'm kind of curious where you just, where you guys go with this. But I mean, this is 
pretty generic slasher fare. But if you showed this to someone, I think they definitively made it scarier than the originals. So there you go. Yeah, I completely agree. I gave it a six as well. This is a scary movie. The jump scares are very well executed. You add to that good effects and brutal kills in some instances, if not all of them. And you get a pretty goddamn scary movie. Jake. Yeah, I. So here's what's funny. I gave it a five and a half. But the conversation that we've been having throughout the podcast about Jason's athleticism. He's a formidable foe. He's a bit of a unit. And the fact he's a bit of a unit. And the fact that you guys both gave it a six, I'll give it a six. Hell yeah. Look at the size of that lad. Yeah. I'm in awe (laughs) of it. Which is going to take us to effects or judicious lack thereof, Mark. I would like to defer to go last. Um (laughs) I don't know where you guys are going with this. And I feel like this is a bit of a stretch. But oh no. Oh no. I gave this an eight, which is probably kinda high. I don't know. I I, I frankly I have no idea. This movie looks good mentally. <laughs> Fuck you, you, Mark. You probably gave it like seven and a half and I'm just making mountains out of mud hills here, but like Hold on. Molehills? Molehills. Mud hills? <laughs> I, I regretted it as soon as I said it. Okay. <laughs> mountains out of molehills. Excuse me. Let me just make me. a quick note on my uh, I notes believe it's here. mountains. <laughs> Did you say mountains or mounds? I said mountains. Okay. Then. I thought you said mounds. I'm making mounds the candy bars out of mud hills. I thought that's what he <laughs> I'm said. Making, yeah, I'm making I literally out of thought that's what he said. And I was like, you got both things wrong. <laughs> You were exactly wrong. Yeah. I got it 50% correct by number. Okay, good, 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 good. Mounds out of mud hills is going to be my next thing. <laughs> okay, cool. Look, I gave it a seven. This movie looks really good. There's only one scene that I thought looked actively bad, and that's the scene of the guy from As Above, So Below in Silicon Valley getting killed. Uh, but the bear trap scene before that looks really good. The fire sleeping bag scene is especially impressive even more so so now that i know the effort that went into compositing the two scenes together this is a well executed movie in the effects department Uh, what did you give it seven i didn't even hear you say it i gave it a seven and a half i think this is a technically really well made movie uh the only thing that i'm kind of disappointed in is that it starts to get ahead of itself it starts to rush itself near the end i feel like it could have gone even higher yeah because like even the kill like I, I, i think the kill where he uh, kills the topless woman from below the deck and drags oh, her Oh, you're going to have absurd. to be more clear with killing the topless woman. Right. The, the one below the deck who's wakeboarding. That kill's okay. absurd, but it looks good from an effects standpoint. Yeah, it's kind of quick. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I I want to say something here just because I didn't get to say my actual effects spiel at all. Because <laughs> you guys jumped on me for mounds out of mud hills. Well, uh, but I I do want to I do want to like agree with Jake a little bit that the second or the third third of the movie um, you can kind of see it start to get a little threadbare because of the like scenes as they're running through the tunnels with like the roots coming out, and I think that's like my new least favorite thing in all of horror with the like the underground sequence because the tunnels always look fucking terrible, and in this one the tunnels look fucking terrible. Bad set design. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree. Do we call, call that? Do we call that Blair Witch Syndrome? Uh, well, we would, but this movie came first. Sure. So it's Friday the Thirteenth. 2009 syndrome i heard the blair witch messes with time oh Oh. that's true the blair witch probably did film in 2008 and then they just used like time mechanisms some wibbly wobbliness to like transport to to 2016 her power level is over 9,000, mark yes we knew this we knew it (laughs) that's gonna take us to overall i gave it a seven um i love this whole franchise i think overall it is 
probably my favorite like long running horror thing. I like Jason movies more than Halloween, more than Elm Street, more than Child's Play, more than whatever else you want to throw in here. Um, and this is a competent and entertaining reboot that did enough to reimagine the franchise that they could do some more riffs on it, but also stayed true to its roots. I eminently enjoy this one, and I think it's also standalone an incredibly good modern slasher movie. Yeah, I gave it a 7-2, and I think that's a tilt up for me, and just because of how delighted I was at how watchable this movie is, I'd rather rewatch this than the original uh, Friday the 13th, like a lot. I don't, the the Friday the 13th isn't my favorite, neither is the original Halloween, but I loved this movie. It was really fun to watch. Jack, you gave the original a 6, so that tracks. Hey, look at that. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, this, this movie was just a ton of fun to watch. Really, really good. Well put together. Yeah. Mark, and has all my favorite parts of what I want Jason to be. Uh, yeah, good point. Mark, what did I give the original? Six and a half. That's funny. I gave this a six. That's actually, that feels right to me. Uh, I was flabbergasted at how competent this was. I was expecting some horse shit. So it was actually, I was very pleasantly, I don't know, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm happy you picked this as part of kind of what we've been talking about with reboots and remakes, Mark, because I'd never even given this movie a thought. I knew that it came out, and I was like, fuck that, because we all know how that usually goes. <laughs> well, like, uh, how, this kind of bucks that trend, though. Was this before or after the Jackie Earl Haley Nightmare on Elm Street? I think it was a little bit before. That okay. was probably like 2011. All right. That, that shit was horseshit. Yeah, Jesus, I have seen that one. But uh, I think it was also after the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. That was also, also horseshit. I I'll I'll stump for the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. I don't actually. I don't I, I don't like, like it. it. He he does too much Rob Zombie things. It works in some <laughs> situations, but I didn't like it in Halloween. Uh, yeah. Plus, so. you heard Vince Vaughn masturbating for too long in it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> like any amount of time is too long in that situation. Let's get the fuck out of here. Wait, real quick, real quick. I just want to point out something kind of awesome that we did not plan. Do you guys care to guess? Okay, so this. This episode will drop on June 3rd, 2019, if all goes according to plan. Do you care to guess what day we dropped the original Friday the 13th review on? June 3rd, 2016? June 8th, 2016. This is the- 16? We've been doing this a long time, boys. Fuck yeah, we've been doing this for maybe even too long, boys. No, not too long. Not long enough. We're going to go another 30 years. Fuck yeah! So now it's got to be time to get out of here. No, then we gotta conserve. We gotta do a thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, and I have an interesting question. But thumbs up, thumbs down first. Thumbs up. I think everyone's thumbs up on this. Yeah, I agree with Mark completely. Beefcakes and babes alone. This is those alone, Jack. But this is actually a good example of the modern slasher, and I think that it's also a good example of what a reboot can be and should be. It's not perfect. It's far from that shit. But hey. It's an interesting movie to watch, and I recommend it much more so than I was expecting to. However, I have a question. There was a short question mark that came. That's just short. That came out like a year and a half ago now, called "Never Hike Alone." Hell yeah, so uh, good. Another reimagining. What do you guys prefer? <sighs> this I, isn't fair because the reimag the "Never Hike Alone" is found footage, and you know that's my thing. It's fair though because they are. About they're they're about as different as you can get. Oh hell yeah, they're different flavors of movie. You're asking whether or not I like like Indian food or Mexican food. Mark's like answer both. is Never Hike Alone. <laughs> yes, absolutely. My answer, well, I think I prefer Never Hike Alone, but like, would I rather watch the fun 
licensed soundtrack like romp or would I rather die a little bit on the inside being too stressed out to function for 60 minutes on the other side like both of those things are good but it's apples and oranges they're not comparable even though it's the same subject matter yeah to be clear I like the idea of somebody taking the idea of like Freddy at Camp Crystal fucking at Camp Crystal Lake and uh, I said Freddy and I meant Jason (laughs) the whiskey has really gotten to me frankly I'm surprised we haven't done that more this episode I've I've done it about four times I'm the only one who's done it so Michael yeah, so Michael Myers, but I no, I vastly prefer the idea of a huge fan taking that idea and doing something wholly different with it. I think that's so much cooler, and I'd rather that exist every time. In terms of which movie I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, it's more fully fleshed out. I think what I was more getting at was, like, strip away, is hard to do. Strip away, like, the found footage part, strip away the fan thing. Like, you have two holistically different things where... In that reimagining, this lake is like back in the sticks. You and it's abandoned days to now. get there, yeah. abandoned. And this is like almost all dead center in a town. <laughs> so I mean, I could I could buy a little bit in my head. I'm sort of setting this in, and this is a deep track for people from Boise. But like, think of McCall, Idaho, right? Like, if you put a random camp and deserted it on the opposite side of Payette Lake, and then like people still lived in Payette. Like, you wouldn't really necessarily, unless there are roads out there, you wouldn't necessarily, like, get all the way out to that camp all that often. Are you talking about North Shore? Because that's where people party. <laughs> yes, that is basically. But, like, assume there isn't a road that goes around the north side, right? That's still It's like an party. old, abandoned, overgrown dirt road, kind of, but people don't go up there. Like, it's a big fucking lake. There are yeah, even big. bigger lakes throughout the rest of America. If there's, this thing a, is massive, there's a then... lake monster in Payette Lake. There you go. But what I'm getting at is, like, you can have these large lakes with a town on one side and virtually untrodden land on the other side. Sure. Maybe. really killed the beat there. (laughs) Let's get the fuck out of here. Fine. Now I'm sad. God damn it, Mark. This has been episode 137 (laughs) of the A to Z. (laughs) I love you, buddy. I provided a rebuttal to the question you asked, and that killed the energy. I sincerely apologize. It was sad. This has been episode 137 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on our social media channels. That's Facebook, that is Twitter, and those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, give the podcast that you're listening to on this phone that I'm sure you're listening to it on a like, rating, review. Send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror. That's a huge help. Hey, that Patreon account, that's down there in the links in this podcast as well. If you want to support the podcast, guys, thank you so much. If not, that's cool, too. It's all good. We're just happy you're listening. As always, the music's been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there as well. All the links. They're all down there. Next week, Jack, we're getting back to you, buddy. Oh, shit. Are we really? Oh, we are. Oh, we are. I think I know what that means. It means the Babadook. Hell, yeah. I got a poster right there. I can see it. It's three feet from my head. (laughs) And we're going to be reviewing it next week. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Depends on if he shows up to court topless or not.